With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello again, friends, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. It's Emerson Phillips, joined by Gamecock Central columnist Scott Davis. Scott is a South Carolina alum, he's a Gamecock fan for life, and he's a resident of the city of Atlanta. He brings us a Gamecock perspective each week. Scott, Christmas tree shopping for you has become an annual tradition the Saturday of the Carolina Clemson game. It has. It's something my wife and I have been doing for quite a few years now. A few of the years the Gamecocks were defeating Clemson in football, but as we both know, that has happened in quite some time now. So it may be time for us to reevaluate this tradition. It hasn't worked as well for us the last couple of years. The Gamecocks uh, came out on Saturday night, really reminiscent of the Kentucky game earlier this season. It seems like when this team has really been hyped and amped and playing at night in front of the national television audience, and uh, the fans are, are very uh, psychotic in the stadium as uh, the team gets ready to come out. When that has happened, they played their worst football of the season in 2017, did it again Saturday night, and unfortunately it was against their hated arch rival, the Clemson Tigers. So before the game, Scott, you're in the car, you're on the way to Home Depot to pick out the Christmas tree, you got Christmas music playing in the car. You know, You're in the Christmas spirit, but then uh, – Suddenly, all of the, and you're writing in your column this week, once the game started, all that peace and goodwill towards men's stuff evaporated into the heavens. Yeah, I had a a good uh, four or five hours worth of Christmas spirit on Saturday and then completely deflated like a balloon um, when the Gamecocks came out and really just kind of fell flat from the beginning of this football game. They were down 20 to nothing at halftime, despite the fact that they, you know, didn't seem to be getting dominated and, and run out of the stadium like they did last year in Clemson. And yet you look at the score and it's 20 to nothing. And so you don't feel very good about it. And there was reason not to feel good about it because the Gamecocks didn't get anything going in the second half either. They began to wear down defensively at that point and offensively, as we'll talk about, they just couldn't do much of anything. And it's been one of several times this year that they haven't been able to do much on offense. And I think at some point that's got to be a concern for Will Muschamp. He came to this program with the tag of great defensive coach, uh, but maybe not a guy that's ever going to be able to get your offense going. And so when you enter a new head coaching job with that kind of mentality uh, towards you by the rest of the world, the last thing you want to do is come out and struggle offensively at your new location. And despite the fact that they won eight games this year, the Gamecocks did exactly that. Scott, I can relate to that comment that you put in your column this week. You know, I'm all about peace and goodwill, except on the day of the Carolina-Clemson game. I just don't have much time for either. <laughs> there's no doubt. There, there, there's. It really feels like in the last decade, the bad blood between 
these two teams, uh, their coaches, and their fans has really escalated to levels that I have not seen in, in my lifetime. The, the two teams obviously have always hated each other. The fan base especially have always hated each other. That's always been true. You always want to be close, and we all know that. But it seems like something happened when Steve Spurrier triggered that five-game winning streak over Clemson that really seemed to rub Tiger fans the wrong way, and now they are elated and uh, feeling total joy and complete bliss because they've now won four straight in the series, and these two fan bases really seem to be angry at each other right now. I feel it as well, and... um, it does kind of feel like all the the good feelings and thoughts that you have in the holiday season after spending a week with your family and Thanksgiving and things like that, once that game kicked off on Saturday, all of that was gone and there was just nothing but bad blood in the air. And unfortunately for South Carolina, they're going to have to live with that feeling for yet another year. Don't Stop Believing is the headline of Scott's column that's up on Gamecock Central right now. We encourage you to check it out and give it a read and Scott, on the way to pick out the Christmas tree Saturday, you're wearing this T-shirt that says, Don't Stop Believing. It's got a picture of Santa Claus on it. You said that by the end of the football game, you would have rather been wearing the famous Johnny Cash T-shirt of him flipping the finger to the world. And you include a link in this week's column to that shirt. Scott, I clicked on the link. I almost ordered a T-shirt. Yeah, I think I I may get it or certainly ask for it from Santa Claus this year. Uh, that's just kind of the mood I think most South Carolina fans are in right now. You win eight games. At times look shaky doing it, but at the same time, eight wins is a solid number. You come into this game, it's at home, it's at night. Uh, you've got a little bit of momentum after beating Wofford at home the previous week. And it's just time to beat Clemson. You've lost three in a row to them. The Tigers obviously are going to go to the playoff, barring an upset in the ACC championship. But nonetheless, they did not look like an invincible team coming into this game in the way that maybe they had last year. You know, Deshaun Watson moving on to the NFL. They lost some other players over the last couple of years. And, yes, they've won almost all of their games this year, but not in dominating fashion most of the time. So I think South Carolina fans allowed themselves to believe that maybe this was going to be the time that they turned the rivalry back around. And not only did that not happen, they played about as poorly as it's capable for them to play. So, yeah, if you're sitting there watching the game in a Don't Stop Believing t-shirt, <laughs> if you're feeling kind of dumb as uh, the clock ticks towards the end of that football game. So Clemson handled Carolina pretty easily on Saturday night. I don't think that surprised a lot of people. I think one thing that did surprise a lot of people was the 12-yard interception return, uh, the Jake Bentley pick six Mm -hmm. that he threw right to Ryan Carter. I haven't seen every Clemson touchdown this year, but if they scored an easier one than that, I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're down to brass tacks now, Scott. Clemson's won four years in a row, and you say in your column this week that the real truth is that South Carolina has always had a Clemson problem. They have, and I think as fans we need to really um, understand that and and not try to deny that that is is, um, not reality. You know, I think we need to accept that it is reality and try to figure out what we can do as a fan base, as an athletic program, as everybody who wants to see South Carolina succeed, what do we need to do to turn that around? You know, you you finally have that surge of five wins in a row with 
uh, Steve Spurrier, and then you've immediately followed that up by losing four in a row, and now you're heading back to Clemson next year and won't more than likely be favored there. So you've lost any and all momentum that was there. The reality is Clemson has pretty much dominated this rivalry. It's it's not one of the more tightly contested rivalries in America. I think South Carolina fans think it is. I think they want that to be the case. I think they want to believe that Clemson has not dominated this series as much as they have, but there was, I think, uh, at one point, a 20-year stretch where South Carolina had not defeated Clemson at Williams-Brice Stadium. I mean, that that's stunning, you know. So, to see this happen again at Williams-Brice, where the Gamecocks seem to have really disappointed in this series for the last 40 to 45 years, honestly, uh, it, it was disappointing, no doubt about it. A weekly feature in your column, Scott, the Debo Samuel Large Pepperoni Pizza Game Balls, and just one this week, and that goes to <laughs> living in Atlanta the day after the Gamecocks get blown out by Clemson. I encourage every Gamecock fan to move if you're concerned about Clemson continuing to win this football game. I love South Carolina. I love everything about living there, except for being there in the weeks following yet another disappointing effort by South Carolina in this Clemson rivalry. Clemson fans are insufferable. We know that. They're they're brutal to live around. They've dominated the series for 125 years and yet still seem to take such great pride and uh, glory in needling Gamecock fans over and over again about their team being losers and their university being four losers. And it's just uh, so annoying. And so... Living in Atlanta, fortunately for me, I don't have to put up with any of that. I saw one guy wearing a Clemson shirt last week, and that's it. And uh, so for me, fortunately, the game pretty much ceases to exist once it's over because I get away from social media. I don't cruise message boards. I just kind of step away from football for a little while when these things happen. But if you live in Greenville or Charleston, or Florence, or wherever it is in the state of South Carolina, you can't escape. Six deflated balls in your column this week, Scott, and the first two go to the South Carolina offense and also to some of the bad apples in the USC student section on Saturday. Yeah, tough night for the fans as well. You never want to find yourself throwing debris on the field. I know this game's intense. Listen, I've been a student. I've felt that intensity. I've acted like an idiot in the student section in my lifetime, um, and I've done so after I graduated from South Carolina. So I'm not a saint, but throwing things is never the answer. So that just doesn't make us look good. It makes us look like we can't handle losing and that we're so triggered by Clemson players, you know, taunting us from the field. That that can't be a reason to throw debris on the field. So we got to be better than that. And then the offense, I, we talked about it. A little bit earlier, you're behind the eight ball immediately because of this pick six thrown by Jake Bentley. There was a lot of discussion about whether or not um, Brian Edwards, I believe, ran the wrong route on that play. So we can talk about who's at fault there, but at the end of the day, you, you can't make a case for Jake Bentley playing well in this game. It's the second straight game in this rivalry that he's played pretty poorly, and I think we have to start to begin to be honest about that he has had very much an up and down campaign in 2017 i think it's a little bit of a cause for concern going forward 
Um, he certainly is not a one-man team. This team lost in all three phases of the game on Saturday. But as we all know, you are judged by your quarterback in the sport of football. And he just hasn't played particularly well the last couple of weeks. He had his worst game in a Gamecock uniform against Florida. He was able to get a little momentum going against Wofford. But if you'll recall, the Gamecocks threw almost nothing but two or three yard screens in that game. And so he hasn't really had a good couple of weeks. Hasn't had a great 2017. And neither has the Gamecock offense as a whole. There's a lot of, I think, grumbling right now about the predictability and conservatism of the South Carolina play calling. I think that's worth exploring. I think we also need to ask ourselves whether or not this unit is just as talented as maybe they were built up to be in the preseason. I kept hearing about all the weapons South Carolina had at the skill positions and Either they were just totally underutilized this season or perhaps they're not as good as we thought they were because the bottom line is when you look at the stats, they suggest that South Carolina is a below-average offense in major college football. Clemson head coach Dabo Sweeney gets a deflated ball this week in part for his expletive-laden exchange with officials, some of which was picked up on the ESPN microphones during the telecast on Saturday. And, Scott, you suggest in your column that Dabo's wholesome – public image might not be genuine it's not <laughs> i just i don't have a, a problem stating that flatly it's really not i don't i don't know what Dabo swinney does in his private time at home he may be a wonderful human being he may be a wonderful human being in practice but he has done enough things going back to his ridiculous rant after the tigers lost three straight games to south carolina in which he really, really seemed like a bratty nine-year-old on, on the playground. And then you had this effort. Um, Saturday, you're dominating South Carolina for what will be your fourth straight win in this rivalry. And yet, for some reason, you can't conduct yourself with dignity on the sidelines. I don't mind if somebody's animated on the sidelines. Will Muschamp's animated on the sidelines. Steve Spurrier was. And what I mind is the public image that that he's portrayed over the years as not just himself, but as his program being sort of holier than thou. And they are, you know, they're the all in family and that's what they sell on the recruiting trail. And sadly, a lot of people are buying that message and it's just not true. Injuries, pick sixes, foolish penalties, deflated balls for all three this week. in Scott Davis's column, the headline, don't stop believing happy freaking holidays, Scott. <laughs> Same to you, Emerson. I hope you have an excellent Christmas. We'll see what happens uh, with the Gamecocks in a bowl game. You know, at the end of the day, this still was a step forward for this program, but it, when you lose that game, and it's the last regular season game of the year, and you lose in that fashion, it does put a damper on the rest of the season. I hate to say that. I know people don't want to hear that said. They don't want that game to mean as much as it actually does, and the reason they don't is because South Carolina more often than not loses that football game. Uh, But unfortunately, it does uh, take away from some of the momentum the Gamecocks had built. We're just going to have to live with that until the next time we get to play Clemson and hope things turn around. We'll find out this weekend where the Gamecocks will be headed for the bowl game and who the opponent will be, so we'll turn our attention to that this week, and we'll try to get back into Christmas spirit. Scott, thanks for your time. 
Thank you, Emerson. Talk to you later. All right, that's Scott Davis, SED on Fire on Twitter. If you want to communicate with Scott at SCD on Fire on Twitter. Scott Davis, our columnist living in Atlanta, and he brings us a fan's perspective each week. And for Scott, I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.